This episode of the Sales Leadership Podcast is brought to you by Sales Leadership United. Since 2019, Sales Leadership United has grown to become the largest collection of sales leadership assets in the world. Check out salesleadershipunited.com and tap into tools used by elite sales leaders worldwide. Accelerate your leadership development. Solve modern sales challenges. Use fully prepped sales meetings in your next team meeting. Thousands of hours of sales leadership materials indexed and searchable with a single click. Create your own personal sales leadership library. Head to salesleadershipunited.com and use the code ROB at signup to get a free trial on me. Hi, I'm Rob Jepson, and my mission is to help sales leaders everywhere create record-setting growth from the companies they lead. I'm here to share the secrets of the world's most successful sales leaders. I don't care how big the company or how big the team, we showcase sales leaders who are taking what the market gives and then some. This show features leaders of teams who are beating their markets, winning at crazy rates, and creating life-changing years for the people they lead. The Sales Leadership Podcast is brought to you by Sales Leadership United, the world's largest collection of sales leadership assets. Be sure to check out the all-new salesleadershipunited.com. Fast-track your sales leadership development, gain insights into how other sales leaders are solving challenges similar to the ones you face, and tap into over 400 leadership topics, hundreds of video insights, battle-tested leadership frameworks, and new material that comes out every single week. Sales Leadership United is the easiest investment in yourself you'll ever make. Head to salesleadershipunited.com, use the code ROB at signup, and get a free trial on me. Now, get ready for some serious insights from sales leaders who are making it happen. And remember, don't worry, we got you. Hello, and welcome to the Sales Leadership Podcast, where high-growth sales leaders share high-growth practices and tactics. The show has hit a massive milestone in the last few weeks, crossing 2 million downloads. And I'm, my, my mind is blowing up at just how fast the show continues to grow and how many listeners continue to tune in every single week. It's absolutely bananas for me, and I have each of you to thank for it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for all the DMs, and please keep them coming. And thank you for your ongoing support of the show. I love seeing our show grow. I love hearing from so many of you on how the show has been helpful in your careers. And we are going to do that again today. Today, we're going to dive into one of my very favorite topics. And I'm really excited to welcome today's guest. Matt Phillips is a leadership coach you're going to like. Matt works with sales leaders all around the world. And he starts where most people give lip service because they just don't know how to address it. We're talking about mindset. Matt's a mental toughness coach who helps leaders discover how mindset is the one true differentiator, not just effort or tools. Now, you already know I'm going to like Matt because he's a former professional baseball player. And if you followed the show for long, you know I'm a baseball guy. And baseball, in my mind, is the sport that requires the most mental toughness. And he was a shortstop, the captain of the infield, okay? And so this is a guy that had to learn mental toughness, and he's now applied principles as he's worked in sales and with sales teams. He's worked with and for some, some of the biggest companies in the world, as well as some of the fastest growing companies in the world. And one of the most important things he helps leaders just like you develop are tools so they can help the people that they develop have their own strong mindsets that they can count on. Now, Matt hosts his own podcast. He has tools I can't wait to introduce you to. And by the end of this, you're going to want to make sure you're connected to Matt, just like I am. I'm super excited for this one. If you can't tell, can't wait to get started. Matt, welcome to the Sales Leadership Podcast, and thank you for joining me. 
Man, Rob, great intro. Thank you so much for having me. And you know, there's certain people that you connect with right away and you just know that they're good people and there's good conversation coming and you are, you are one of those people. So thank you for having me. So excited to be here as well. We're going to have some fun today. We're going to do a lot of good for, um, for a lot of people. So yeah, I, I, uh, I can't wait to get started. Why don't we start by having you tell us about your firm, your company, and what you do for sales leaders and your customers all over the world? Absolutely. So I've had my organization for over 11 years now, I actually just hit the 11 year mark a month ago, which is amazing as well. Kind of that key milestone, right? We look Congratulations, at dude. That's awesome. Thank you. And I look at every year as that kind of additional growth, that milestone each and every time. So we were celebrating pretty hard with that, but you know, I'll give you my background as we get into it, but the short and sweet, when people ask what I do, I'm a leadership coach, right? I run a leadership development company. And we work with sales teams, like you said, from all over the world, different industries, uh, financial services, the IT, and everything in between. And we are here to come alongside leaders through our speeches and online programs and workshops and you know, a variety of ways that we deliver, but to help them, frankly, get out of their own way, right? We all have yes. this next level inside of us, me included. And it's our job to come alongside you and help figure out where are those gaps? What is getting in your way, your sales team's way? And how do we remove those roadblocks so you can get to that level that you want to get to, right? To create those freedoms or whatever your, your why is. That's our job at Matt Phillips Coaching. Well, I'm excited to introduce some of your the ways you look at this. We got 50,000 leaders listen today and and they're in all walks of organizations, every industry you can imagine, big companies, medium companies, small companies. But the reason I can't wait, I agree. I feel like you, man, you're, you're, you're the perfect person to bring on the show. I love your energy. I love your insights. I love your experience. We're going to talk about today about some stuff that I think people are going to be way better off as a result. But before we do, I loved your intro for your company, sales. What attracted you to sales? I, I, I always want like two, a couple of minutes on what, what, what made you gravitate there? Well, I'll tell you what, my, my quick background, and don't judge me when I say this, I'm a, a what I jokingly say is a recovering accountant. So actually, I'd be- Wow, you're began, right. We, we'll try not to judge you. I know, don't judge me, no. <laughs> um, you know, I started my career in audit and accounting with one of the big four financial firms here in the US okay. over in Europe, and then worked and consulted for numerous Fortune 500 companies. And, you know, as I progressed in my career and I moved from accounting to operations, finally to business development, what ultimately attracted me there and why I still love working with sales teams to this day is there's this competitive nature about that, right? Which- mimics, I think, just my athletic background in baseball of how do we compete? How do we, you know, get out there and do things differently? And we have to constantly pivot and shift. And it's like playing a game just in the real world now in the business world. That's what attracts me most, right? Of we're out there to build high performing teams. I was always about figuring out in baseball, right? How do we win the championship? How do we win the division? How do we win whatever? Uh, and it's the same thing true in sales. It just gets me fired up, excited, and there's always opportunity to grow and be better. Okay. I love it. So you've been teaching leaders in sales for a long time. You've done the job. And today what we're going to do is get into this topic that everybody talks about, but very few people actually learn what to do about. And what I'm yes. talking about, Matt, is mindset. So I'm going to tell you my perspective on this. I think it's the most important thing to get right. But just like most things, most sales leaders, when they get made a sales leader, they're like, hey, here's your team, here's your promotion, here's your quota or your product or your territory or whatever. And then by the way, here's your warning, don't miss. That's that's like what we get. 
Yes. And then we got to figure out how to do everything. We got to learn how to like sales coaching. Like how, yes. how do you coach and how do you forecast? They're, they have to figure all these things out, but way down the list, what should be first is never mm -hmm. even talked about. Like, how do you coach people's mindsets? How and, and what do you have to do with your mindset as a leader? Because here's what I see happening, man. I'm going to, I'm going to pontificate for a second. Then I'm going to shut up because I can't wait to hear what you say. Do it. I see a lot of cheerleaders. I see a lot of like the scene in the water boy, you can do it. You know, and I see a lot of that. Um, I see a yes. lot of people talking about this idea of positive mental attitude or growth mindset, but none of them know what to do. I ask the question, how do you build that? And I get blank, blank stares. So that is the key. How do you do that, dude? How do you start? Like, I don't know if you start with even what the definition, I don't know, but like when you're working with a sales leader, where do you start if you want them to build bulletproof titanium grade mindsets? It starts with defining what it is. Okay. It, it truly is. It's that simple. Because when I, I remember when I first started this business 11 years ago, I would sell that I'm going to help bring, you know, help your sales team or leadership to be, become mentally tough. And people are like, yes, I want that. And then guess how many people bought? Like zero, like zero. And I was confused for the longest time. I'm like, why? People want it. They know it's important. Why aren't they buying? And what I ended up finding out, Rob, was that it's kind of this almost like made up word, right? We know what it is, but not really. So to compare it, right? So if I walk into your office today and I say, Rob, and any of you, any of you listeners, if I were to walk into your office today, whether at home or physically at your, at your office location, right? And I say, be a better leader today. And I turn around and walk out. What, like, what are you left there thinking? You're like, like what does Matt what mean? What do I do? Like, yeah, do what I, do I do? Do I need to show up earlier, stay later? Do I need to walk faster in the office to appear busier? Do I need to add more to my list? Take more, uh, some off my list, like delegate, not delegate. I mean, we're left coming up with these thoughts in our head of what being a great leader means. And so with, even with that in my business, when I'm coaching people and working through workshops, we define like what that means. What is your philosophy? What actions are you taking? Let's define it to say, hey, team, this is the leader that I am. This is how I'm showing up every day. And these are the actions I'm doing. So from a leadership perspective, you do that. I do that, right? The same thing is true of this mindset piece, this mental toughness stuff. It's like, I want to be resilient. Yeah. What does that even mean? And so we have taken a step back and said, okay, if we're going to define what being mentally tough means, how, how would we describe it? And that's how would where you describe it. Yeah. Like, yeah I we can't have, wait. We have five elements that we talk about being mentally tough. It's like what behaviors are we driving? So I'll go through them real quick and then we can talk in depth about them. I got my pen ready. Let's pen use this out. as the agenda, man. This is the rest of the, the show right here. Perfect. So the first element is confidence. Okay. Right. So if I'm mentally tough, I'm showing up confident. I have that 100% self-belief. We can dive into this, but that does not mean that you necessarily have to be the one with the answer. You don't have to necessarily know the next step that you need to take, but I can be confident nonetheless in my ability and in the ability of our team, right? We'll come together, figure it out. Confidence is the first element. Okay. Second element is focus. What am I focused on? Why wow. am I focused on it, right? It's we're, we're yeah. constantly distracted, the shiny object. Let's go sell this. Let's go sell that. It's like, no, no, no. Let's stay focused on what's important, what's really going to drive things forward. The third element is what we call control. But what I mean by that is not type A personalities, which I imagine, well, I am, I'm this way. I'm pretty type A. Yep. It's not controlling things. It's the emotional control. 
Ooh, I right? like so that. How do we, uh. right? It, it, this is something we see all the time. Like, how do, how do I anticipate what's going to throw me off track emotionally and react the ideal way? The fourth element is what we call energy, right? So I get people tips all the time. Like, if you want to just separate yourself from other, every other leader out there, every other salesperson, just show up with more energy than the person mm. sitting across from you or next to you. I mean, it's, it's contagious. So just show up with more energy. But we take a pretty holistic approach here. And so in some of our programs, we actually talk about and integrate like nutrition and sleep and recovery. It's like, are you taking your care of yourself? Is your team taking care of yourself along their journey to these incredible sales? And then the final element is consistent action. We all know what to do, Rob. It's just, we struggle in actually doing it. I love so how this. do we be more consistent in what we're doing? Because that's going to get us where we want to go. Not this one and done, big, massive thing done one time. And then we sit there with our hands up being like, I, I don't know how we got off track. I don't know how sales aren't there. I don't know why the pipeline is not like this. It's because consistency rules. So my job is to show up and build leaders that are unbelievably confident, focused, emotionally in control, have the energy they need to perform at a high level and stay committed every single day to that intentional, consistent action. That's what mental toughness is. That's what we're driving towards. This is really good. What a great framework. Um, confidence, focus, control, energy, and then consistent action. Uh, we're going to run out of time. I, I, <laughs> I can't wait to dive into each of these a little bit. Talk to me for a second before we dive in. Why is that so important? I love your story. Like I want mental toughness, but they wouldn't buy. Uh, I, I, I'm really interested um how important is it for a leader to have a definition of what leadership is is that important to have like a leadership definition in their critical. own minds in my opinion Can you talk critical. about why because i think you're right i think it's an epidemic matt most leaders haven't done that it's like welcome to the club and they're you, you probably know a lot of leadership looks like me john maxwell has his five levels of leadership i mm -hmm. bet you've probably seen it yes level one is positional you lead because you have the rights yes and i think more people than want to admit they just stay there. Yes. And it's end of the day, it's, you know, I believe I use the word identity. So when I take on a sales leadership role, I don't care if yeah. you have one person or if you have a thousand people underneath you, we're, we're creating an identity. That's the first step. That, that's what this leadership philosophy of when you walk in our team, right? It's how are we showing up? What are the expectations? Like, how do we want to be remembered? Right? How do we want to work? How do we want to go after things? How are we going to react to situations? How are we going to get ahead and be proactive? And I believe and I've seen it over and over again, if you do not establish that framework, or that philosophy, or that style, whatever, however, whatever you want to call it. But if you don't establish that identity up front, you're constantly in this reactive mode. So like something happens and you're like, oh my gosh, I got to think about that. I got to figure that out instead of no, we've already thought about that. We've already got the, our identity. This is in alignment or out of alignment with that identity. And it makes our decisions that much easier. Um, I had a, a, one of my clients actually two weeks ago brought this up. He built his leadership philosophy and was going through and he and his defined some non-negotiables. Yep. Right. And, and two of his that he talked to me about, and he didn't get into the situation exactly, but like kind of honesty, integrity, some of those things, right? And a person did something on his sales team. And he was like, Oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? I don't know. I don't know how to handle the situation. And he actually went and pulled up his leadership philosophy. 
I'm and so said, glad you're talking about this. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Keep going. No, this is so awesome. Right. And this is critical, right? It's hard. It's, it, it's challenging to be a, to lead people. It can be challenging. And he looked at his leadership philosophy and he saw those two words, honesty, integrity stick out. And he said, my decision was made at that point because what this person did went completely against those. Yep. So we had to ultimately move on from that person. Now, I don't know the exact situation. I don't know the history, anything like that, but that's where it starts to ease our decision-making. Once we understand who we are, where we're going, the identity of the team, you know, Matt, I'm going to have you come back again. We're going to do an episode only on leadership philosophy. It's, it's where I always start to, and no yes. one's ever done it. I've never met someone who has built a leadership philosophy. Mm. I, I, you're like the only, I've been doing this show for five years. You're the first person that's brought up the importance of a leadership philosophy. Yes. I always thought that was like my best kept secret. So I can't wait to hear more about yours Good. on that. This, We're going to yeah. spread the word together, yes. Rob, because- yes. It's critical. Literally 95% of people that I ask, what's your style, philosophy? Yeah. Like, what do you do to be a great leader? However you want to ask it. In 95% of cases, I either get no answer or I get these very cliche answers, such as, you know, I have an open door policy. And I'm like, okay, I get that. I know what you mean, but man, that's not unique to you. Yeah. That's not like- That's called not, a style. That's I'm called a style. Like, yeah. Yeah. What's exactly. your energy? Come on. Like, yeah. it's setting the tone. It's the identity. You know, I always, you're a sports guy, so I can talk about this. Um, and- you know, some teams that you watch in any sport, pick a sport, they have an identity about them. Yes. And you look at the, uh, you know, I'm going to go back a little bit here. The Oakland Raiders of the past. Okay. Now, I know everybody's like, they're not in Oakland anymore. I know that, but I'm Oakland Raiders <laughs> of the past, right? I'm a, I'm a Broncos fan, you know, don't hold that against me either. But when the Broncos would play the Raiders, you knew what you were getting. Yeah. You know, when you showed up that, that they played a certain way yeah, right? and they were mean and they wanted to rip your head off and there's nothing wrong with it. You knew what you were getting walking in the stadium. Right. I, I was talking with a friend about the Detroit Red Wings of the past, right? They had a you know bunch of Russians. They were tough. They would fight. They would do all this stuff, but you knew what you were getting. They set, yes. their, they set the tone. They set their identity. So even attracting and hiring people now they're drafting, they are trading for, but we're hiring all that stuff. When you have that philosophy, the people come to you because they want to be part of that identity, right? Seattle Seahawks, like, you know, Pete Carroll, he has an identity up there. Like there's, there's, you know what you're getting when you play the Seattle Seahawks every single time. So it's the same thing, I believe, as a sales leader. How do we set the tone and the identity? And that's how we bring on the team. That's how we act, behave, react to situations. Game changer. On top of Love all it. the mental stuff we can talk about, right? It's game changer. Love it. Yes. Love it. Love it. I think that having a leadership philosophy is something that does exactly what you said. I love how you call it identity. Uh, I love that it helps you. I, I've always said it gives you a platform that gives you both confidence, but also helps you know where to build competence. Yes. And, um, and so I, I would encourage our listeners to make sure they connect with you because um, I know you have some resources. In fact, you're going to have a, a couple of things that we open up to them as part of listening to the show today. And um, with your with your superpower quiz, I can't wait to have people take those from you. So, um, right, right. Yeah. Good. So let's, let's get, that was awesome. So they need to have a philosophy. They need to have a definition. And then, and then at that point, it's about how do you, how do you activate it? Right. How do you activate it? So you got five elements. Confidence, focus, control, energy, consistent action. Like, yes, those are in, is are those in order of importance? Do they build on each other? Is like, 
because of time, is there one that you find is like maybe easiest to start with or most important? Like, what would you want to dive into maybe first with for our listeners? They're all important. The foundation of all of them is confidence. That is hands down the number one thing. So then let's talk about confidence for a minute. Yes. Okay. Is confidence something that can be built or is that just something that you either have or don't have? It can be built. Let's go. How do you do it? A couple areas to focus on. One that I talk to groups about all the time and individuals is we are quick to forget as human beings. I don't know if you agree with that or not, but when, whenever we're going through life and when things are hunky-dory, first of all, when things are going well, we're kind of, everybody's happy, right? Yeah. So pipeline's full and you know, there's no issues with the team, things of that nature. Everything's going well, right? It's when things get tough, when the challenges come, that's when we're quick to forget. And what I mean by that is, you know, when I look back at my baseball days, you know, one thing that I, I share with a lot of high school athletes that, that, you know, I'm able to go out and work with my alma mater team this past year, uh, the varsity baseball team. And one thing I shared with them is I said, you have to understand one thing I struggled with throughout my whole career until I started to get into late in college. And then the professional ranks was confidence. Hmm. I always struggled with it. I would find myself comparing myself to other people. I would then, you know, somehow tell myself that their swing was better, that they could throw the ball harder. And all of a sudden I was somewhat inferior to them, but it was based on this comparison to those other individuals. And on top of that, when I would struggle on the baseball field and typically hitting or maybe making a few errors in a row, I would all of a sudden create this story in my head that I'm like the worst baseball player to ever have grace the field right and and the neuroscience behind this stuff is fascinating right the, the neural pathways we set up and and i love talking about the neuroscience because it's not just this woo-woo thing to your point earlier it's not. not like think positive now i believe in thinking positive because we're manipulating not only the neural pathways in our brain but the actual energy are at a cellular level in our body it's pretty incredible when you dive into it but i would create these stories these neural pathways in my head and i was quick to forget uh of all the success that I've had, right? So when we make that transition, like sales leader, for example, we're leading a team and we're like, oh my gosh, this is painful. These people, all this sort of stuff. And all of a sudden we start second guessing ourselves or thinking like our confidence starts chipping away. We have to take a step back for a minute and remember the past. Like we wouldn't be here if you didn't have a skill set to be here. You wouldn't be there if you didn't experience success in the past. Maybe your individual sales, but you as a leader, like you've done it before, you can do it again, right? The mountain should be a molehill and we can leverage the things from the past to build that confidence to take the next step forward. So that's one thing I always talk about, Rob, is like, think back, tell me about the times that you got had success. And it's like, let's build off that. Let's remember that. Let's create neural pathways of those things. That's kind of the first thing. And then the let's second thing- for, Before you go off, let me just sit in. I, I want to- I love what you do. Like, it's my very favorite topic. It's rare that I get someone that like, like, this is what you do. And so like, this is my idea of fun. So you're going to have to be patient with me, Matt, because <laughs> I, I love this. Um, I would imagine that your leadership, I want to try and tie what you just finished yes. talking about to what you just said. I would imagine your leadership philosophy can go a long way in helping you with that confidence because it gives you like that base, right? Like I'm thinking about one of my clients 
she came up one the first thing I would say have them do in their in their per, their uh, uh, philosophy is what's your purpose? Mm-hmm. And her purpose, I, I'd be interested to run it by you. She said, my mission is to help people identify the excellence that is in them that they call average. I was like, oh, I love that. Mm. Help them identify the excellence that's in them that they call average. Why? Because of what you said. When something goes wrong, we forget our excellence. Yes. And so I love how you can, can you could tie your philosophy to this idea of building confidence. Like, yes. is that part of what you want to do is integrate those things so they stack on top and they all work together? Completely. Because when you said a philosophy, the other word that we haven't used yet is expectations. Okay. We are setting expectations of not only our team, but of ourselves, mm-hmm. right? So when we go through a leadership philosophy and we go through that, one of the things I have my clients do is it's like, let's identify how this is going to show up, right? Let's paint the picture. It has to become real. So for us to talk about, like, I'll be honest and be full of integrity. Yeah, I get it. How's it going to show up, right? And how we act and interact and all those sorts of things. And when we start to do that and identify like the actions we're actually taking, it sets these very clear expectations for people, right? That this is, again, how we act, behave, react. And then when something goes wrong, we can point back to the thing, be like, hey, let's go back. Remember the leadership thoughts we talked about? Well, we said that we we're going to show up with confidence. So we we're going to remember those things, the successes we've had to leverage those to create more going forward. So it builds upon each other. It's all linked back to what do I believe? Who are we? What's our identity? And this is how we're going to choose to move forward and move through this. So do you have any tips for our listeners? Because I bet you, you've struck a nerve. I'd be willing to bet you lunch when I'm in Denver next time. I'll bet you lunch or wherever you want to go. Um, you struck a nerve with a bunch of people right now. Several thousand people are like, yeah, I got to get more confident. We know imposter syndrome shows up as soon as you get something good happening in your life. There's all kinds yes. of things. Any tips? For our listeners, like, hey, here's some things to watch for to help you in your confidence journey. Any any thoughts there? Yes. Okay. First is pay attention to two things. One is the self-talk. Ooh. Because, you know, you mentioned imposter syndrome. Like, I've had it. You could say I have it still. Still, yeah. Still, right? And I'll tell you a story about that here in a little bit of when I got back from vacation about four weeks ago, how it cropped up in the most unusual place. Because again, I I think, you know, what I love about what you do too, is sometimes as sales leaders, we feel like we're on an island to use your words, right? Like we're 100%, 100%. And, and, and that's, it feels that way. I feel in my business that I'm, I'm by myself, like this trudging through, but no, I've got you Rob now, and I've got others that I can rely upon, Right. And so how do we kind of learn from there? But one thing I notice is when I start, my self-talk starts to go weird and I start questioning my direction, my purpose, my, I, I, I we are constantly aware. If, if you choose to be aware of it, you will know when you're going off track because you'll start using words like no way that'll work. Or I don't even know what yeah. I'm doing here. I have no clue what I'm doing. Or boy, I'm feeling really hesitant about all these decisions I have to make. Like it shows up in different ways but paying attention to that self-talk is super important, right? Uh, And addressing it. The second thing is like, pay attention to your energy levels. So I know it sounds weird of like, but when we wake up and we we're tired and and we just don't feel like going in the office, you know, that day or getting on this call or that call, it can just be an indication. I'm not saying it is you actually might be tired, right? Maybe you need to eat a little bit different or stop drinking or make an adjustment to sleep or something like that. 
but you have to pay attention to those energy levels because that can be an indication of like, I'm not going forward because my energy level is not allowing me to. And so it's those two things I always watch for. I, I got back from vacation four weeks ago, like I said, Rob. We went to this place called Watercolor, Florida. It was awesome. Like right out on the Gulf Coast, right outside of Panama City, between Destin and Panama City. Great, cool area. And we got back and, you know, it was Monday morning. And I woke up and I've got my routine in the morning and doing my thing. And my energy was off. And I'm, these thoughts started like, I'm like, I don't feel like doing this today. And then I started down the rabbit hole, right? Of, do I really want to do this? And, oh my gosh, I got to do all this stuff. And like, get out this world's smallest violin here comes my sad story right <laughs> my sad song and and in that moment because this is what we're teaching right where we all have the stuff and we just have to learn to recognize it quicker right mm. each and every time and the way i describe mentally tough too is or resilient or whatever word you want to use is all we're really doing is closing a time gap from getting off track to getting back on right closing a time gap so there's certain things that I imagine you're like, all, all you listeners are going through where you, you, you know, something happens and all of a sudden you're off track and you're off track for like five weeks. You're just off, right? Well, how do we train our mindset and be that confidence, that focus, emotional control, all those elements? How do we train ourselves on those? So that five weeks becomes five days. And then that five days becomes five hours and that five hours becomes five minutes. That's all we're trying to do because we are getting off track. I've not met one person in the entire world that has not gotten off track at some point in their life. But how do we just get back on quicker and quicker and quicker every single time? So with this paying attention, so for me, I got back from vacation, having these thoughts, stuff like that. Well, I've learned to recognize that and be like, wait a minute, like what's going on? Like why, why all of a sudden are these thoughts propping up in my head? And I did two things. One, I immediately opened uh, my momentum journal. We have a bunch of tools we use, just like you, Rob, that we pass out. Cool. And I, I use what I actually, you know, yeah. have people Drink use. your own wine, right? Yeah. And yeah. I immediately opened it to my why, kind of back to that purpose, right? I'm like, why am I doing this? I have to reconnect a little bit and get the energy back. And then I read through that and I reflected on it a little bit. And then the second thing I did is I said, I don't know where these thoughts came from, but I got to do something about them. So I took one of our other tools where we talk about, you know, kind of targeting and crushing these limiting beliefs, right? So there was a belief back there in my head somewhere that was cropping up, finding its way forward. And I had to learn to address it. So I took one of our other tools and I reflected on it. I'm like, why am I thinking this? And how am I choosing to think differently now? And I'll tell you, in the period of 15 minutes, doing those two things completely reset me. And I'm like, let's go. And I was, boom, rocking and rolling back at it. <clears throat> I love that you just brought reflection into it. I hope we have time to get to that. That that's a great drop. That that six minutes you just took on ways leaders can can own that confidence journey, self talk, energy levels, and, and then learning to recognize and how to deal with it, including your momentum journaling, which yes. awesome and, and reflection. That video clip will be in Sales Leadership United for sure. That's going to help a lot of people. I hope that people took notes of that. Man, if you just do that, you're going to have more success as a leader if all you do is that six minutes you just shared. So thank yes. you. Um, you're welcome. Let, let's 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 pin let's let's wrap up confidence there because we've only got I can't believe we've only got 15 minutes left. It's, it's going so fast. <laughs> so let's pick another one. You got focus and control. You you mentioned energy a little bit in what you just talked about. 
or consistent action. Is there another one that you would dive into just for a minute or two uh, with our listeners? Consistency sticks out to me next. Let's go. You know why talk about it. Yeah. Well, again, it's back to that thing of like, we all know what to do, but we, as humans we're we kind of suck at actually doing it. Right. And, Sorry if that's a little blunt for a lot of people, but think about it. I, me too, right? It, me too. So I know I should work out. I know I should eat right. I know I should make consistent sales calls. I know that I should be carving out time to do team meetings or one-on-one meetings with my team. Like I know, I know, I know, I know. And instead of it's got to be, I do, I do, I do. Like let's taking action upon it and being consistent and you and I are similar. I'm a, I'm a big believer in the, the compounding effect, right? So small yes. things done consistently. That's that's the momentum journal, right? So with salespeople, I love, 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 and you probably say this too, but I love meeting new salespeople, especially mm. who I'm like, okay, tell me like, what are you going to do? And they're like, man, I'm going to do a hundred calls a day and all this outreach. And I look at them, I go, with all due respect, you're not going to do that. And then they get all mad and like, well, no, I'll do it. I'll show you. I'll prove you wrong. I said, well, let's shift perspective a little bit. So what if you did just five quality outreaches a day? Well, Matt, that's not enough. It's not enough. Say, well, let's do the math, right? Over a five-day work week, if you did five quality, like researched, I found a connection point. I'm I like, not just this, like, hey, sent five emails today. Like, off we go. See ya. But it's five quality. That's 25 a week. Assuming a four-week month, that's 100 a month. Let's say, you know, you take a whole month off. That's 1,100 quality outreaches a year. So it's the whole thing of like, if we can be consistent with that, you cannot tell me you won't be successful with 1,100 quality outreaches a year. It's consistency, quality over quantity. And not even quality over quantity, it's just consistency. So that's something I'm a huge believer in. And this is every area of life, right? Because when I work with clients, yeah, we're here to drive sales. We're here to make you a great leader of teams, things like that. It's also to use in other areas of your life. So again, like, are you working out? Are you eating right? Like do the little things that is going to get you where you want to go. Um, You ask, you know, my, I've been married for almost 20 years now here in a couple of Congratulations. Thank you. And, you know, I love asking females, especially this question, but it's like, okay, you have a choice. You could have a dozen roses once a year, or you could have one rose 12 times a year. Which would you prefer? 100 times out of 100, they will answer, I want one rose 12 times a year. Why? Because it shows me you consistently think about me throughout the year. Shows me you care throughout the year, not just once, because you happen to stop by at the, you know, at the flower store. It's the same thing in sales, right? And, and as leaders, when we're having conversations with our team, it's how do we, how do we shift the conversation and ask the right questions to get them to be consistent? How do we make sure the pipeline's consistent? How do we have those discussions around that to make them? One of my one of my beliefs, because we're talking about leaders, I like how you gave a salesperson example, but <clears throat> I love this topic of 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 consistency, Matt. Because I, I think that we it's harder for leaders to establish an operating rhythm than it is for a salesperson. Because a salesperson make those calls, chase that quota, whatever. As a leader, like how do you create an operating rhythm? And I always 
for those that see the video, like I, I got my hand going up and down. I got my head bobbing. I'm a musician. I play guitar and piano. And, you know, if you don't have a rhythm, you can't dance. And if you don't have an operating rhythm as a leader, it's hard for your salespeople to know what to expect. They can't dance. If you don't have a rhythm, you don't have a song. And so I, when I think of consistency as a leader, yeah. I, I think of what are the things that we do to create this environment that they can dance to, you know, yes. so to speak, if you can state, if that's okay. And so like, is there anything to that when you talk about consistency from a leadership perspective, how important is it for a, a rep member of a team to know what to expect in their environment, to know what to expect from their leader? Uh, any thoughts about Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde or inconsistent leadership or anything like that? What does that do to teams? Oh, as soon as it, it's, it is critical. It is critical. And I'll tell you where it starts. The leadership philosophy, it all starts there, right? Of, of going back there and setting the expectations with any relationship, when expectations are not clear or misunderstood, that's when there is a divergence in thought process and in action. Immediately, if expectations are not clear. And so it becomes difficult as a leader to have conversations if your people, A, don't know what's coming, when it's coming, and they don't know what expectations that you have of them and they should have upon themselves. That right there, like that rhythm is defined as part of the leadership philosophy step, but it's also like you start to train your team of like, you know, don't be shocked if I talk about and ask, ask you the question of like, how do we be more consistent with X, Y, or Z? How do we start doing more of this? How do we, and don't be surprised if I set up recurring one-on-ones or team meetings or something like that, because you've set the expectation up front of this is how it's going to work. It's critical, Rob, to that. It's critical. And, you know, for all your, all the sales leaders listening right now, mm. you know, one of my questions would be, how much time do you spend every week just thinking about leadership? And are you consistent with that? If history has told me anything, I think we have a few people who are super consistent. And I think we have a lot of people who know it's important, but are just being inconsistent. And, and I did it I, back in the corporate world. I did it like my hands up right now. I did it, but I've learned over time that when you actually carve out time to think and to reflect and make sure your expectations are clear and all these sorts of things, that's when amazing things starts to happen. If you can do that consistently over time. Yeah. I, I think that's how you, that's, the, that's my favorite way when I have people that need more capacity because capacity in my mind is one of the elements mm -hmm. of the leadership as well. And I, I believe in having a capacity day. I have one of my clients today tell me, Rob, uh, you know, once a month I'm taking a day and it's about, thinking. It's about, I'm calling it capacity. The first part of the day, I'm having vendors present to me on what's new in our world. Even though I don't plan to buy, I want to know kind of thing, you know, yes. um, I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking about, so he just today, this morning said, I have my second one, second month in a row is like in two short months, so many things have changed positively just from yes. two capacity days. So. Yes. It's creating space. I think it's the hardest thing as sales Love leaders, it. especially is it's just, it's just what you're teaching. It's, we don't carve out enough time because we think we have to be doing something. And it's like, no, part of our job as sales leaders, I believe is to take a step back and think like strategically, how's the health of the team? How's the health of the metrics? Where are things at? Because that's the time where creativity kicks in. That's the, where the, 
the obvious things are sitting right in front of you, like popping your right in front of you. And you're like, oh my gosh, how did I not see that the whole time? Right. And, and you have to create that space for the brain to, the brain to go to work for you. I, I can't believe we're down to our last about seven or eight minutes. Um, and I, I want to leave time for you to tell people how to get a hold of you. And I want to leave time for you to kind of do your own kind of summary of what we talked about. I got like 10 things I still hoped we'd cover. You mentioned overcoming adversity a little bit. Let me tell, throw two or three things that you let you pick what you think will be most helpful. Maybe there's more on how do we overcome adversity? Cause that's such a big part of what happens to us as sales people and sales leaders. The one that I'm thinking about is you've talked about how leaders can build mental strength, mm -hmm. maybe some advice on how they help their reps. Can you coach mindset to your reps? Cause I think leaders who learn how to do that, they elevate themselves against the leaders who can't. Mm. So that's another one. Um, Yes. And then maybe the last one that I would ask maybe you to think about is, is there something you would say, start doing this and stop doing this? Like, those are the three things that I got top of mind right now. Any of those like speak to you? Love it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We could spend hours on this thing. We'll have to do one like of those I, said, man, I, had, I was so excited for you. I had a long list of things I <laughs> hope to get into and we just, we didn't, you know what Love I'm saying? So. Love one of those marathon sessions, like half yeah. day. We'll yeah. go on a bike ride and talk on the bike Let's ride go. and then come back, get right. coffee, talk the whole time. One that sticks out to me, Rob, is how do you coach your people? I'm glad you picked that. Let's go. Just and a few minutes on that. Yes. I'm on a big kick right now, Rob, that your success as a leader will be is highly correlated to the quality of questions you ask. Right? So the quality of your leadership is highly, highly correlated to the quality of questions that you ask. And oftentimes as leaders, when we coach, we try to tell people, mm. we tell people you're great. We tell people like, you're amazing. You can do it. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I would offer a, an approach that can be used in combination with that. And it's based on questions that we can ask. So okay. for example, if somebody's struggling, you can say, listen, I know you can do it. I believe you can do it. But let me ask a few questions. So I want you to think back for a minute, person, think back. And I want you to remember a time like when you were just killing it. If things were going really well, like, what was unique about that time? Like, tell me about that time. And by just asking that or, or asking for some feedback on that, what you're doing is you're connecting them emotionally to a time when they were doing really, really well. And they'll remember what it felt like. And they'll remember what they did. And then they'll reconnect with that. Now, I'm not saying overnight, uh, necessarily you'll get a sale and like, bing, bang, boom. What I'm saying is that the energy will shift and they'll remember that I can do this, right? It's not just my boss telling me that. Thank you, boss, for telling me that. And please do tell them that. I'm not saying to like, keep doing that. But it's what questions you need to ask to make sure they're being successful. It's no different than, you know, activities, right? I love activities, talking to salespeople about activities and calls, emails, you know, high spot campaigns, if you use like Salesforce and like all these different ways you can reach people and lunch and learns and all this sort of stuff. And I think sometimes we, we ask the question or, or say, as bosses, we need to say, like, we need to pick up the activity. Well, again, what does that mean? What activity? How often? What, what frequency? Like, what, what does that even mean? Instead of 
asking a question, for example, of where's the highest correlation between a type of activity and revenue? Where have you seen success in the past? Why is that? How do we replicate? How do we double down on that? How do we open more doors that way and ask questions as leaders of our people so that they're, they're getting to the right answer. We're influencing them to really take ownership of it and say, oh my gosh, I never thought of that. Or let's think of this, or let's try this and let's pivot here. And it's asking the right questions. That's where coaching becomes so important. So whether we're talking confidence or the areas where they're focused or that emotional control, we can, we can ask by asking the right questions, we can coach them to react the right way, you know, no matter the situation. There's a lot, a lot within there, Rob. I tried to be as succinct yeah. as I could. That, that's a big one. And you did a great yes. job. I, I can see that you, you have a lot to offer. I, I'm excited to have all of these clips and sales leadership united. And we'll get some of your content in there as well. Um, let's make sure we have enough time for this. And then whatever time's left, we'll use. How do people get more of you? I want to make sure that you, we make it easy. We're going to have some links in our show notes for people. Um, how do, how do they connect to you? How do they get what they have to offer? I know you want to offer up the superpower quiz. Uh, let, let's make it really easy for them to get excited about that. And then we'll put all those things in the show notes so they can very quickly find you. Yeah. So to start Rob, you know, it, it's knowing thyself, right? It's back to that leadership philosophy of how do we gather information to know what type of leader we are, how we're showing up, setting those expectations. That's why we built the superpower quiz, right? So you can go on mattphillipscoaching.com slash quiz take that. It gives you insight into kind of who you are and how people see you uh, based on taking this quiz. That's kind of a fun way to do that too. It'll take you 60 cool. seconds or less. Yeah. Uh, the second thing, and just like you, Rob, uh, you mentioned the podcast. So the Matt Phillips podcast, yep. go check it out. We talk everything, sales, leadership, yep. high performance. I've got an NBA player slotted to be on here shortly and lots of cool leaders to have on just to give you a different perspective. And then I talk about real topics that I'm coaching people on every day and shifting that perspective and giving you some insight that you know, hope you can learn. Those are the two easiest ways aside from going to the website, of course. And do you have a presence on LinkedIn as well that we should point them to as well? Does that? Yeah. Yes. So yeah, we'll put you, that in there as well. We'll put you, yep. we'll, we'll put that in there as well. Yeah. Awesome. Please, please connect there. My advice to everyone is connect to them. Take that quiz, connect on LinkedIn, go subscribe to that podcast. Uh, I Listen, I got two pages of notes from our conversation today and and I'm better off because I met you, Matt, and because you shared some of oh, thanks, your insights. I, I'm grateful you. that you'd be willing to spend an hour of your time with these sales leaders that are scattered all around the world. So I, I'm hopeful that you guys will take him up on that. I, I Matt's Matt means it when he says it. Reach out, you know. Yes. Reach out. He's he. If you got if we didn't get deep enough in something, or I didn't get to one of the other five things, and you want to learn about it, hit him up. You know, if you got a, something that you want to dig deeper in, hit him up. Uh, Matt will respond and you'll find that he's awesome to work with. So Matt, thank you. I want to give you, like, I know we're out of time. We, we've run up on it. I'd love to give you one or two minutes though. Like if you were to put a bow on what we just talked about, if you had one last final thought that you wanted to leave with these listeners that are leading teams all around the world. And we've talked about mindset. We've talked about confidence. We've talked about energy and lots of uh, and consistency and all these important things. You got a minute or two that you'd wrap up one final thought that you'd like to leave them with before we all go about going our different ways. I'd love to Rob. And I want you to hear this. I need you to hear this. You are amazing. You are powerful. You are insightful. You are creative. You are making a difference, not only for the team in which you run, 
but individuals that just cross your path every day, including your family and friends. And, and I want you to know that because confident leaders, confident individuals exponentially grow their impact. And I want to know that you have it within you. For those of you who maybe are, are already know that, keep that thought going. For those of you who need that little boost today and to hear that right now, I want you to hear that. Remember where you've been. You've done it before. You can do it again. You're having an impact. Keep having that impact. Love it. I'm ready to go do something awesome right now, Matt, <laughs> because of you. His name is Matt Phillips. He uh, runs an elite leadership uh, business for, for sales leaders, Matt, Matt Phillips Consulting. Uh, we'll have the link to the website. We'll have the link to his quiz. We'll have all the assets he has uh, for you, for you uh, in the show notes. My advice is to connect with him. Uh, he helps leaders all around the world uh, have intentional, confident impact and change the lives of those people that they lead. So, Matt, thank you for a bit of your time. Thank you for all of your insight. On behalf of 50,000 leaders all around the world, I appreciate you joining us. And as I say to everyone, happy selling. And we're done. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another So What portion of the Sales Leadership Podcast, where we break down that interview and we ask ourselves, why did that conversation even matter? But first, this episode is brought to you by Sales Leadership United. Since 2019, Sales Leadership United has lived on Patreon and grew to be the largest collection of sales leadership assets in the world. But I could not be more pumped to announce that Sales Leadership United now has its own home. Sales Leadership United has moved off the Patreon block, and you can now find us at salesleadershipunited.com. Over 450 leadership topics, hundreds of sales leadership videos, dozens of sales meetings you can use right now, hundreds of audio files, thousands of areas of, thousands of hours of tools, frameworks, techniques, trainings, insights, all from some of the most successful sales leaders in the world. Listen, Sales Leadership United is now easier to use than you could ever imagine, and it's something that leaders turn to all day, every day. That's why I'm so excited to announce Sales Leadership United's new release. With a simple search, you can find leadership resources on any topic you need. You can intentionally accelerate your leadership development with courses to help you develop new competencies, insights from others walking in your shoes, and approaches to sales leadership challenges that are working right now. You can solve leadership challenges you're facing right now with video insights, from my conversation with Matt and, and other leaders from all around the world. You can stop scrambling the night before a sales meeting wondering what to do and use any of the 50 plus sales meetings we have ready to go by dropping into your own template and using. Maybe my favorite, you can build your very own leadership library. You can curate all of your own materials and have something that's simple to use. So tap into the resources from many of the world's best sales leaders that are included. Uh, with that sales leadership uh, United subscription. Because if there's one thing I've learned, we got to be intentional about our growth and development. And that can be challenging. It takes intentionality and it takes prioritization to keep yourself fresh, modern, and current so you can stay relevant and have impact. Check out the new improved Sales Leadership United at salesleadershipunited.com. Membership is less than the cost of lunch, less than the cost of a movie ticket, less than the cost of your monthly Netflix subscription. So use the link in my show notes and see what the largest collection of leadership assets can do for you when you check out Sales Leadership United today. Now, I knew Matt was a kindred of spirit of mine when, like from the very moment I met him 
kindred spirit. And this topic that we talked about today is one we don't do enough with. And I'm talking about mindset. Mindset is perhaps the biggest driver of anyone's success. And very few people have been formally trained in mindset work. And fewer of these people are sales leaders who have been trained in how to build strong mindsets and those, those they lead. For years, I've said there's a triple helix in the DNA of a sales leader, just like there's a triple helix in the DNA of us as human beings. The triple helix of your DNA is what decides what we look like, how we learn, what physical gifts we receive. And the triple helix of your leadership DNA will decide the levels of success you achieve. Here are the three strands of your leadership DNA. Number one is mindset. Number two is skill set. Number three is performance. And I got news for you. All of this starts with mindset before the skills. If you think about it, performance is based on our skills and our execution, but our skills and our execution, that's built on our mindset. And too many sales leaders and salespeople just start with skills and execution and they don't get to mindset. Now, here's why this matters. Our job is to create the best year in company history every single year. And too many leaders make the mistake of just jumping straight to skill development. And they forget that skill set is number two. Mindset is number one. It may be because so few are trained in mindset. It may be because nobody ever emphasized mindset with the leader went back when they were learning. I don't know why, but I do know that we must start with mindset. Okay, because nobody ever changes behaviors permanently without changing beliefs first. I'm going to say that again. This is very important. Nobody, and I mean nobody on your team will change their behaviors permanently unless they change a belief first. And that's why leadership and coaching must start at the, le at the belief level, the mindset level. And this is why I love Matt and his work. Listen, the end is how he taught us how to coach mindset. You, you need to go listen to that. Um, I, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm really, really excited that we had him on to share this. Matt starts all of his work on mindset. He is a mindset expert for sales leaders. He shared so many powerful nuggets in this conversation. I'd go back and I would listen to his definition of confidence a few times and take notes. It is such a great place to get started. I think it's a really important episode and I'm really glad I get to introduce Matt to so many of you. Now, Matt shared some really important words that need to be part of any elite leader's mindset DNA. Here are a few. Write these ones down. Identity, leadership philosophy, consistency, momentum, confidence. And if you want a bonus, throw self-talk in there. Listen, I want you to take this challenge. Go write those five words in the, the bonus of self-talk and then go back and listen to the podcast looking for where these words show up. It'll be a really interesting kind of map for you on, on what really matters. Um, Write those down and then be intentional and plan ways you can activate these principles in your personal leadership rhythm, your operating system of leadership. Listen, I was on a coaching call today with two great leaders planning what our halftime adjustments are for their team in the second half of 2023. I went into that meeting with five possibilities of what they might choose to emphasize. But what was interesting is they told me the number one adjustment they wanted to make in half two was mindset. And that fired me up. It was almost like an afterthought. They saw it on one of my slides and they said, that's the only thing we want to talk about right now. Because if we can just eliminate negative talk and any of that sus self-talk, that might be the only adjustment we need to make. 
And I think they're right. I think more teams would benefit if all they did was emphasize and improve mindset, build new identities, change beliefs, upgrade the self-talk. I'm not talking about being that character that Rob Schneider plays in the movie, The Waterboy. Maybe you remember him if you've seen that movie. He's outside of the hospital when Adam Sandler, his character is up in the in the hospital room with his mom, with mama. And he's out there outside of the hospital with the crowd and he's screaming, you can do it. That's what too many sales leaders do. They just do the cheerleading stuff. That's not the development of mindset. That's encouragement, yes. That's optimism, yes. But what I'm talking about is helping people build bulletproof, titanium-grade mindsets. Because this is going to take people farther than any amount of training, skill training, ever will. So start wading into that mindset development pool. Let's get you into the deeper end of that pool. And the way to do it is to implement some of the suggestions from Matt because he's spot on. And I know what I'm talking about. I've invested a lot in mindset training and mindset development. In fact, my biggest expense every year is my mindset coach and that person who gave me my mindset training tools. So I feel confident that I can tell you I know what good looks like. And what Matt did today, he brought good to the table. He is spot on. He is worth listening to. He's he's sharing the good stuff, okay? And so I hope you go back and give this another listen. Light up that good stuff that Matt brought to the table, okay? See how see how that works for you because you will change faster, better, and more permanently if you learn how to develop mindset strength. Matt Thank you so much for joining me. Congratulations on your success. It's impressive to see just how many sales organizations you've been able to help become better as you've helped them be intentional with how they use mindset as a leadership tool. Thanks for sharing your playbook with leaders all around the world. My advice is to connect with Matt. Reach out to him. Check out his podcast. Use the tools that he's made available to us. Let him help you with your leadership challenges and objectives. He will help you get there faster than if you go after it alone. And you can bet I'm going to have some killer video clips of Matt and Sales Leadership United for you to check out. Listen, we've got links in our show notes to make this easy to do. And trust me, you'll be glad you connected to Matt. Finally, thanks to each of you, our listeners. The greatest compliment you can give us is to share the show with those you work with. Introduce them to the Sales Leadership Podcast. Leave us a review on iTunes if you're comfortable with that. And you can support the show by checking out Sales Leadership United. Head to the new salesleadershipunited.com and check it out. Uh, use that that uh, that sign up code Rob, R-O-B, and I'll give you a free trial on me. And once you get inside, you'll see those video clips of this killer conversation with Matt and other guests that you've come to love as you continue on your chase to be an elite sales leader. Thank you for your support of the Sales Leadership Podcast. Our job as sales leaders is to create life-changing years for the people you lead. If you like this message, please share it with someone who needs to hear it and then get after it this week because life is short. There's no guarantee of what comes tomorrow. Maximize what you do today. Be elite, live strong, and chase your passions and do your best work so you can live your best life. And don't ever forget, you got this and I got you. Have a terrific week. Thank you so much for joining the Sales Leadership Podcast, the award-winning sales leadership podcast for those sales leaders looking to create legendary impact to those they lead. The greatest compliment you can give is to share this show and any of your favorite episodes with your fellow sales leaders, social media followers, or other communities you're part of. The Sales Leadership Podcast is brought to you by the Jepson Performance Group. 
If you want to discuss any of the topics discussed on the show, want to level up your leadership impact, discuss executive coaching services, or even include me at an upcoming event, hit me up at rob at jetpg.com. That's rob at jeppg.com. And to those of you working to become a legendary sales leader, I salute you and wish you much success on your journey. Whenever you need someone in your corner, you know where to find me.